0: You're listening to Eternally Amy,
1: a mom of eight sharing the entertaining truth of navigating life while being a square peg in a round hole. Here's your host, Amy Harrison.
2: Okay, hi.
3: Welcome to Eternally Amy with Amy Liz Harrison. She is the author of Eternally Expecting. She has an exciting guest on the show today. She's got things to share, people to talk about, things to crack open.
2: Places to be, things to do, all of that good stuff. I'm Amy Liz Harrison. Thank you so much for listening to Eternally Amy. So as previously mentioned by Stacey, we've got some amazing things today to do, starting with there's a running joke on Eternally eternally Amy about soda, generic soda specifically, because basically I'm just going to tell you that I kind of the nothing wrong with Stater Brothers, but that's where I shopped when I was in college with Stater Brothers. I could not afford. I mean, I'm telling you, I had some pretty low end items that I purchased with regularity as many college students do. And so that is where I basically decided that I was a big fan of generic sodas of various kinds. And so today, uh, last week, I mentioned the O cola OH apostrophe. No exclamation part, cola <laughs> CoLA. there's n- <laughs> there's no apostrophe at all. Okay, so today I've brought a bunch of generic sodas to try. So I've told everybody you got to just try one or um Eric was nice enough to go and grab some cups so we could do like a taste test. Do you want me to set it up? I mean, why not? Okay. That'd be fantastic. Right, and then so. I'll talk about this fireside chat and then I'm going to introduce my guest. So Okay, I'm going to I'm going to make the sound effects while you're doing this. Oh yeah. Can you reach it? I got it. Okay. All right. So every week, I like to start out with either a quote or a reading or something that I came across during the week that impacted me in some way, shape, or form and kind of resonated. And this week, I think I grabbed the wrong glasses. Okay. Okay. This is a quote by, I think you're supposed to say, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Is that correct? Anybody know? Yes. Okay. So it's by His Holiness. the Dalai Lama, and it's learn how to obey the rules very well so you'll know how to break them properly, which I loved. Learn how to obey the rules very well so you'll know how to break them properly. So we talk a lot on this show, in this room, in life in general, about knowing when it is possible, probably recommended, to go ahead and deviate from whatever the norm is at that particular point in time. And that it sometimes is easy for, at least for me, to slip into a this or that kind of black and white mentality because I grew up um, in a very conservative background. So kind of this or that, right or wrong, instead of being yes and. And having space for both of those in my life. And that's one gift for me that sobriety has brought is that ability to say, you know what? It's not, you know, this, this way, that way, left, right, whatever. It's both. I can do both. So it's that spirit of the law as opposed to the letter of the law. And I'm still in process. I'm totally still in process of that. I will catch myself. All the time, trying to make something a solid uh, stance on, you know, an opinion or a thought. And the second I do that, something else will fly into my brain. Somebody will say something, uh, it will hit me and I'll just go, yeah, no, I love that too. And that there is goodness and value and wealth and depth in so many different situations that it's just really, really hard to say it's black or white, even with the Michael Jackson song that is right now in my head. Thank <laughs> that you. That? I was literally Were you about, thinking that. I was totally okay, like ah, there it is. Okay, so um, ah, there it is. There it is. Okay, so which one is this one?
3: This is the Cola O zero calorie O. Mg zero cals. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'll be sending around a taste for everybody uh, while we're talking about this. And I love this quote by His Holiness the Dalai Lama, and I fully believe the same thing. And I also, my word of the year a few years ago was the word and— Um, As a replacement for the word but because you can hold two truths to be self-evident. Yes. I love that. And there's other historical context, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) But but the truth is my truth may be different than your truth and
2: you're going to tell me I'm wrong? Nope. And I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Love it. So good. So good. Okay. So. What I'd like to do is I am going to read the bio of my fantastic guest today. Her name is Elise Bryson. And here's the deal with Elise. This is why I am pumped. So I'm going to read the bio in a second, promise. But I have to say why I'm pumped to have her on here is that I put my book out in April, had a really tough time making local connections. I was getting on some podcasts and TV shows and everything that were Away from Seattle. And I just really was like, man, it'd be so great to make a local connection and to meet somebody and, you know, someone like minded and just kind of, you know, figure out a way that I could, you know, relay some sobriety messages here. And it just kind of wasn't happening. Every avenue I tried was not turning out to be one that I could pursue. And so here I am for like months, you know, trying to figure this out. And then, Sarah Alemo, who's another um, author who was on here a couple months ago, uh, said, hey, I met this gal. She is fantastic. She's fabulous. She's so connected. You'll love her. She's got this amazing personality. She's got these great ideas. And she's talking up Elise. And I go, what? Sober curator. I, yeah, I feel like I, I follow her on Instagram. Why did I not? I didn't put it together. I don't know why that. Elise was local. And, and so anyway, it was like that situation. So Sarah introduced me to Elise is what I'm saying. It's like the situation where you're waiting outside of a restaurant for the restaurant to open. And there's like a crowd of people. And then suddenly someone goes, oh, did, did anybody try the door? And they just walk up and pull the door open. <laughs> that was like Sarah in this situation. I swear. So I am like... I'm way overly excited and tickled pink, and I'm going to just try and not be super nerdy about that. But I am so excited to have you here, Elise. I'm so excited. And I'm going to read her bio, and then... It's too late, by the way. You're totally in
3: full, like, fangirl mode. I You're know. wearing the hat and the shirt and the pin. It's, it's... really cute. Actually. <laughs> it's
2: so oh good. It's really okay. okay, okay, <laughs> okay, good. I'm
3: usually the one fangirling, so it's,
2: it feels good to be fangirled. Oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. I'm so excited then. Okay. So, Elise Bryson is a strong woman in recovery, an innovative media maven, marketing guru, and gal about town. This sober gal has a humorous outlook on life combined with a fierce determination to succeed. By day, she resides at King 5 Media Group as the Director of Market Development. By night, she founded and manages... The Sober Curator, a lifestyle site for people seeking content related to recovery or living a zero-proof lifestyle. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here.
2: So, so excited you're here. And your
1: outfit looks phenomenal. Thank you so
2: much. I'm so excited. So um, here's the deal. Elise has amazing merch on her site. And I've got this t-shirt on that says, so fresh and so clean. And if you know the song, I won't sing it. I mean, I know it's disappointing. <laughs> I did sing it out in the hallway. And it, yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
3: well, it helped me recognize the song again. I was like, oh, right. OK, there it
2: is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm super excited. And I bought the as Christmas presents. So that's super fun. But tell us about The Sober Curator.
1: The Sober Curator is a lifestyle blog that I launched in the summer of 2020. So in the middle of the pandemic. Like many people, I was working from home and found myself with a lot of extra hours. Um, and I had for a while been thinking about launching a sober magazine. My background before I got into TV was print, was magazines. And uh, I had been looking for a recovery-based sober magazine that was really pointed towards people that had already chosen a recovery lifestyle and and were... and. We're pretty well into it, not at the early stages, if you will. Um, I'm over 15 years sober, so I've been doing this for a hot minute, mm. one day at a time. And uh, when I would go to look for lifestyle sober blogs, I wouldn't, I wouldn't find anything that I was looking for. I wanted something really fun and playful and pop culture. I wanted to know about the hot new podcasts, the new Quitlet books that were out. What TV series or movies are people binging where addiction is the underlining current of the story? What are the mocktail recipes? There's a whole movement happening in the non-alcoholic beverage category. Um, and I wanted to shine a light on the people that were doing cool things. And I couldn't really find that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few publications out there. And for what they do, that's it's fine. It just didn't speak to me. So with the extra time on my hand, I decided to take a week off of... Work and packed up my dogs and my laptop, and I went down to my parents. And I was like, "I'm just going to figure this out." And uh, so I launched it with a friend. I launched it by accident. We, I, I, I built it all myself. So I launched the website and didn't know how to unpublish it. So I was like, "Well, we're just going to go for it." You know, we're just going to go for it. We're just going to figure it out. And uh, that was in at the end of July, 2020. And now, a little over a year later we have 27 sober curators around the country in Canada and in Australia that are all contributing content to the site and the site is actually getting ready for an upgrade because the how i built it it's it's not really it's not really built to accept all that content that's coming in oh, and so we're we're getting ready for a facelift which i'm very excited about
3: congratulations
2: wow. that's amazing
3: mama had an idea and sober popped out Uh, that's right (laughs) i see what you did there thank you thank you very (laughs) much
2: so good that's fun good so then tell me about what kind of content if if you're a contributor to sober curator do you submit articles do you submit um just you know uh things that you found like hbo documentaries or what does it entail that's a great question so uh, i'm gonna uh Circle off
1: of the, we have a, a, a section called the Daily Lama. Just ah, going back to the Dalai Lama. Ding, look at that. Ding, the ding. Daily Lama. It's actually written by my sister who lives in New York. And uh, she is an addiction counselor therapist. And uh, she writes a, it's a daily one word meditation with a quote from someone. And then her reflection on the word and the quote. So it's a very quick, easy Meditation to do every day. It's only Monday through Friday because the daily Lama takes the weekends off for self-care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so that's a really fun section to check out. Uh, our happy every hour section is the alcohol free section. And I have a gal who does just a merry mocktail Monday, kind of a playoff of manic Monday because all sober curators must love the 80s and the 90s or they can't be a sober curator. Oh my gosh. You're in the right place. Basically, right? (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um, And so she does mocktails on Mondays. uh, Sometimes I do reviews on various products that people send me. And then um, Justin does our non-alcoholic beers on Fridays and he is him and I were separated at birth I think we both collect really weird tchotchkes from the 80s and 90s so the photography is really fun and it's all it's all done on our phones like we're not experts we're not pretending to be we're just real people putting out content you know and so he's got all kinds of collectibles like McDonald's toys from the 80s that you'll remember and like I have the McDonald's and Burger King glasses so if you remember the (gasps) Muppets glasses and the Star Wars glasses. So that's our shtick. Like, we love pop culture. We love being sober. It's really trying to bring the two together in a fun way because I'm so tired of people telling me that sober is boring. It's not boring. I'm not boring. You're not boring. There's nothing,
2: nothing boring about being sober. And so I'm really trying to help break that stigma. Yeah. That is so fantastic. I love that so much because, you know, when I got sober, when I first got sober, it was like, oh. Okay, so I guess I'm going to have to go to Denny's with Bill and Maud, you know, after <laughs> I'm like Denny's <laughs> uh, after the 12 step meeting. It's great. I'm so excited about it. And like literally that was my attitude. I just was like not I was not feeling it, you know, and I was just still in that real raw vulnerable state. So I love that you're changing the narrative about that or the stigma or or both, you know, that it's just um Become a passion of yours to have a good time, all about it. Totally. And when I got sober back in two
1: thousand six, it was a different landscape, media landscape than it is now, right there. Sure. I think I was on MySpace. I think. I, had a um, I don't know that I was on Facebook yet. Uh, the Barnes and Noble self help section was limited, and I didn't really identify with anything that was there, and so I've had a front row seat at watching the recovery movement, move from being anonymous Mm. to being out loud. And it's really picked up speed since around, I would say, 2000, the 2014-15 time period. It really started to accelerate. And now you see there's sober Instagram and there's sober TikTok and there's bloggers and podcasters. And so many people have books and so many people are sharing their stories. Um, And I might not agree with everybody that and, and 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 what their message is. But I liked what you said at the beginning of this conversation. It's the and yeah. right. Yep. You know, some people might identify as an alcoholic, I do. Other people might identify as alcohol free and that's fine. Yeah. Or maybe they're just currently not drinking for whatever reason. Yeah. Um I just want to make it acceptable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Because that's the thing. We get caught up sometimes on labels and You know, this person's doing this the right way, quote, right, unquote. This way, this person's not doing this. This person shouldn't be seeing a therapist. This person shouldn't be on medication. This person, this, like, no. (laughs) So if you're not a doctor, you probably shouldn't be speaking about somebody else's medical situation, I think. And, you know, just that freedom to find your own wings in sobriety, such a beautiful thing. Well, and stop shitting all over yourself. Yeah.
3: Shitting. I, just to clarify what I was shitting? saying there. Shitting. shitting? Right. Yes. That, you know, we need to make sure that we stop doing that. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a really quick break. However, everybody needs to give their thoughts on the first cola that we tried. Okay. Here.
2: Thank you. Eric?
0: Uh. Well, you know, I am something of a soda snob, and especially (laughs) cola. Uh, Cola is my favorite. Um, And I generally also don't like diet soda of any kind. But I got to say, this, and who makes this
3: again? Uh, This is Big K. Remember, it's the Cola O, zero calorie. O-M-G, zero (laughs) cal.
0: I got to say, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. That is uh, surprisingly tolerable for a diet soda, uh, I think that compares favorably to uh, like a Pepsi one or a Coke zero, uh, one of those um, that uses, you know, maybe not the aspartame of the mm-hmm. Diet That's Coke or Diet say. Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, tastes pretty decent. I'm surprised. Okay. Elise? OMG. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
2: Amy? I was going to say the same thing about the aspartame. I don't feel like it has. A bite or a horrible finish. See, I think the finish is like RC
3: cola or something. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, right. Huh. Mm, interesting. Okay. Mm. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Eternally Amy. When we come back, we will continue the conversation about uh, sober pop and the sober curator with Amy's guest Elise Bryson. Welcome back to the show you're listening to eternally Amy with Amy Liz Harrison remember that you can check out our website amylizharrison.com and she also posts on social media and so then you'll be able to see all the cute merch that she's wearing from her guest today Elise Bryson of sober pop and the sober curator uh, before the break we were doing a taste test of the some of the colas that Amy brought in and I would just like to say what's the difference between Citrus Drop, Cool and Crisp, and Lemon Lime Soda, Double
2: Citrus Delight. Okay, I think I have an idea. I think that the Citrus Drop is probably more like a squirt or fresca, like Mm. a grapefruit. What do you think, Eric?
0: Yeah, I I think you're onto something. Mm -hmm. I think that's right.
2: Okay. 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 And then the Lemon Lime is probably more like a Sprite or 7-Up. Yep. Okay. I'll be passing around cups in the meantime.
3: um, So that was my impractical question. Now I have a question about, as somebody that is not in recovery, um, talk to me about mocktails. So I have a friend that is in recovery and in high school. She would make the argument that she could bring Odules to school because it was non-alcoholic. Now, she found a loophole. However, that maybe should have been... The first, I don't know, hint that she would have issues down the road. Just saying. Um, And so from a mocktail standpoint, like, I'm a fan of anything that tastes good. So the whole mocktail thing, that's fine. It's just that question of, like, a curse word, right? So if you say fudge instead of, say, firecracker, (laughs) isn't it still a curse word? So if you have a mocktail, is that still, this idea of like, I'm having a cocktail. Now, is this a controversial question? Is this like i'm I'm just asking the experts here? It really depends on who
1: you ask because mm-hmm. it is it is somewhat controversial. Um, I personally don't have a problem with mocktail. Uh, I think mock means without, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's implying that it is a drink without alcohol. And I think where people get confused is they think it's going to mean without tasting good, too. And that's not the case, right. Um, but some people prefer zero proof some people prefer alcohol free some people will call it a cocktail but put zero proof or alcohol free in front of it um, i tend to still stick with mocktails and i didn't consume any mocktails or, or or duels or any of that um for a really long time in my sobriety i just I just had a Diet Coke problem, if I'm being honest. Oh my gosh, join <laughs> so the is, yeah. too. This uh-huh. is the right place for me to be today. And, um, but in the last year with starting the site, people were sending me all kinds of products. The whiskey alternatives, the gin alternatives, all the different um, craft beers that are out there, the alcohol removed wine. Um, so I've tried some of it. And, you know, some of it does still have alcohol in it, like 0.05%, which is the equivalent of uh, a banana. So but if it triggers you, don't do it, you right. know, mm. if it
3: bothers you, don't do it. So it's about really the the trigger piece.
1: It really should be. And some that I've tried, I've enjoyed um, some I've tried and it was a little too close to home. I didn't I didn't I didn't enjoy the memories that it brought up. Mm. So I think it's a really personal experience. But I don't think there are some people that are so hardcore, like none at all, no matter what, not even hand sanitizer. And Listerine. And I'm like, I don't really know how they got through the last year and a half without hand sanitizer. But um, it's a personal preference. And I just wish people wouldn't look down on other people because Mm -hmm. they're choosing something for them.
3: Uh, No, I think that's great. And I personally, I'm a big fan of plays on words. Like I used to do a thing that was called um, shuttle cocktails. And we would play badminton and people could come over and bring um snacks and have cocktails or mocktails or whatever. And I loved the play on words because it's like you use a shuttlecock in badminton. So I was like shuttle cocktails, right? Yeah. It just so mocktails just make sense to me. And, you know, it's a fun, totally a fun play on words. And as the sober curator, if you think about um a museum, the curator is curating all of these different types of things. And then it's up to the viewer to decide which rooms they're going to explore.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think what's, what's, what's so great about everything that has, all the products that have been coming out, as someone who has attended so many events around town, galas and food and wine events and parties and all those things, I can't tell you how tired I got of going up to the bar and everybody has all these cool signature drinks and I'm left with lemon water mm-hmm. in a, plastic glass like talk about making me feel not a part of so what I think is great with this movement is it's allowing everybody to be in the same place Mm -hmm. you know I still can consume liquids I'm not a plant (laughs) (laughs) you know like so and I want to feel a part of and so I think by having the alternatives out there and we're going to start seeing them you know on the menu right next to the cocktails Mm -hmm. there's going to be and some restaurants are already doing that um, but I, uh, I hope there's more of that to come. Well, and that love- festive idea, right? Yeah.
3: I have a friend that is um, part of the LDS church, and the first time I ever invited her over, we had just moved to the area, and she came in with her husband and their kids. And, um, you know, I said, oh, come on in. You know, there's food over here, and the kids are back there, and there's drinks on the back table. And she said, oh, We don't drink. And I said, Not even water? That must be really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just the only response that I could think to have because it was like, Well, there's other things. Like, it's not like the only thing that I'm offering. Like, hey, kids, have a shot. You know, there's other things for everybody.
2: So, yeah. When you were sharing that about going to all these places around town, all these events, it reminded me because. I, I do the same thing with my husband's job. And I went to a winery, I want to say three summers ago, and literally they did not have water bottles. And this is in the summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it was wine or nothing. And finally, somebody went and found a cup for me, like this little kind of like the kind you get at the doctor's office to pee in, <laughs> like this little <laughs> cup. A Dixie and like, cup? Oh, yeah, they're like, here you go. And, um, you know, it does, it's a really, it's kind of a feeling of being, at least for me, it was a feeling of getting left out kind yeah. of, um, like, oh, sorry, we didn't even think, we didn't even think of anybody else besides people who were drinking. And a lot of people don't drink, whether it's maybe they're on a medication, maybe they're the, you know, they have some kind of a issue. Maybe they're just taking a break. Maybe it's, they're on a diet. Who they're knows? pregnant for the seventh or eighth time. Right. as maybe as you do as as many people do. Um, But, you know, I I believe the opposite of addiction is connection. And I feel connected Mm -hmm. when I can feel a part of and, you know, being able to feel like a semi normal person just standing there being able to drink while other people are drinking. It's not that I get tempted or triggered anymore. Knock on wood. Thankfully, but there was a time, I am telling you guys, in my early sobriety, I totally had this whole ceremony about drinking where I had to have everything in early sobriety in a wine glass because I felt left out. If I didn't, I was feeling so vulnerable and raw that I really had to have, there was something about that ritual of yep. getting the wine glass down and putting a beverage into it. So even though there wasn't alcohol in what I was drinking, there was like an element of um, self-care in it for me, as weird as that sounds. And I grew out of that eventually. But everybody's different. Everybody's journey is different. And everybody kind of goes through different things along the way. And that was what I needed to do for myself.
1: I love that you talk about ritual, because uh, over the last year, as people have sent me product where I actually need to make a craft a crafted drink at home Um, I was surprised to well first of all I had to get it like an at-home bar I didn't have that I didn't have any of the utensils and so I got a few things and I was like oh is this gonna make me feel weird Uh, and in making them the recipes from different books and then sitting down and having um, a Zoom catch up with my friends or watching a TV, it was the ritual of enjoying a really well crafted drink yes. at the end of a long day. It did. I wasn't. It doesn't give me any effect, so I wasn't looking to have ten of them. You know, one is just enough. And I find that when I dabble in any of these in a beverages and, and mocktail recipes that I often don't even finish it. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy the, the ritual of it. Yeah. Um, most certainly. And it's really interesting how and I don't know if this is your experience, but my experience is when somebody finds out I'm not drinking over 90 percent of the time, their response is, well, I don't drink that much. <laughs> or I'm only drinking yes. one I'm <laughs> like I don't you can drink as much as you want like don't get me wrong I love drinking I love yeah. it too much that's the problem right but it's always the response is always about them and that yeah. goes back to events I hope more and poor people especially as we're heading into the holidays like think about who you're having over think about who's coming to your dinner parties if you're a people manager and you're hosting events for your employees they don't all have to be around a happy hour there are other things that can that can happen. It doesn't always have to be around drinking, but if it is, make sure it's inclusive. That's right. all. Just make right. sure it's inclusive.
3: I'm part of a networking group and when I was in charge of the events planning, one of the things that I made sure is that we have um we had at the time a few people that were in recovery, and that was one of the comments when I sent something out saying you know, okay, what kind of events do you want? So I did a monthly event and some were happy hours. Some were breakfast so that everybody could meet for breakfast. Some were lunch and learns. Um, I really tried to mix up the time so that it was ultimately about community and connection and coming together and not about what the thing was. So then the focus came away from like where it was or the time of day or, you know, if there was alcohol served or not.
2: Mm-hmm. interesting stuff. I have brought so many bottles of Pellegrino in my purse oh yeah two events have you done that
1: yeah you can't have a small purse when you're when you don't drink
2: right you gotta have the gotta Mary have Poppins you gotta have a backup bag yeah. with the lamp coming out of it and everything yeah 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 it's kind of it does make you feel a little bit um I don't know <laughs> kind of like a like a little kid or like somebody has got to go, you know, run around and find their stuff. And then everybody, I love that you mentioned people talking about it or asking questions or like saying, you know, well, I don't drink or whatever. And then it becomes this thing. I just wonder sometimes like, you know, why is it even, why are we talking about it? You know, if somebody says they're, you know, vegetarian or something, I'm not like, oh, tell me, like fifty seven thousand things about it about what you're eating and I don't why eat and that much meat. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean it's just like this defense mechanism or something. I
1: don't know. So my best friend is allergic to onions. Okay, so when we go out to dinner, she always has to ask like, "Was this cooked with onions?" She goes into all of her questions. Right? Do you think I would ever turn to her and be like, "It's a special night tonight. Can you <laughs> just have a little onion, just a little?" <laughs> no. So good. No. Like. I I, I hope it gets to the point that people just treat it like a dietary restriction. Yeah. Because quite honestly, that's what it is.
2: Yeah. And that's all it is. It's not, you know, I mean, what the meaning and my story that I have attached to it is, you know, generally not something that I share at a gala amongst, you know, people who are at the same table as myself. And um, yeah, I mean, unless approached and, and asked in a, Kind of a I need help kind of a way, but um, that's kind of a different story. Yeah,
3: it's very it's very interesting because being on on this side, I am not somebody that asks that question. I'm like you know, if somebody says I'm not drinking, I'm like, okay, well, nothing. <laughs> just my you know, not even water. Um, and you know, it's just okay. Well, there's some other options. What can I get for you? And I typically try. However, I have seen people. Um, like shame other people like mm. oh my gosh like how did you even get through like raising your kids or oh my gosh like how do you have fun then and these questions and I just I cringe to be a witness to that and you know I I can only control what I can control and so I just make sure as you say if you're a people manager or somebody that entertains I just try to make sure that I take care of my thing
1: mm-hmm.
3: okay I want to talk more about um the Sober curator and everything, but since we're on the topic of curating, um, we just tried the citrus drop, which basically is, in my opinion, <laughs> if you took one of those <laughs> icy <laughs> pops, crazy like you know, going, whatever yeah. they're called the things in the summer that come in, otter the, pops, otter pops. If you took a lemon one and you melted it, oh, yeah, it yeah. sort of tastes like that.
0: Yeah, it, you know, uh, I think we we're wrong that it, it wasn't trying to emulate Squirt, nope, um, or a Fresca. It, it's not really grapefruity. It's just like kind of like the lemon lime, but just lemon. Yeah, um, so kind of like a non-alcoholic lemon drop in a way. Um, but uh, it was is this regular or diet?
3: Uh Cause this it, one, I,
0: I thought that it was kind of a regular kind it of field. doesn't I can say.
3: Contains less than one percent fruit juice, no right. kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, it has 190 calories,
0: so that means it's regular, yeah, and it's probably corn syrup. Um, <laughs> it, I, I like the flavor, but it's just a kind of a little bit too sweet, I thought. Yeah,
2: I'm I gonna would... say it's a wannabe Mountain Dew, mm. like it's the color I, you know, of Mountain Dew, right? right? I, I picked moly. that up.
0: Mm. Do you think Mountain Dew is just like a lemon flavor though?
2: Okay, so. I would be tempted to say no, but <laughs> the last time I was in New Orleans, somebody made a virgin mint julep for uh-huh. my friend and myself, and it was legit Mountain Dew. Like, we saw the guy go in the back and then put Mountain Dew in it and, like, throw a mint leaf in it. So we were like, eh. Wow. So I don't know. I Talk just, about a mocktail. Yeah, I don't know. And perhaps, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe lemon, yeah, lemon plus something else, but not a lot of the plus.
0: Yeah, I I, I've never been sure on just what exactly the flavor of Mountain Dew is. Adrenaline and sweat. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) You know. Yeah. All right. uh, I'm gonna crack open now the lemon lime soda, and then uh, Amy, I'll let you continue to ask questions. But we need the sound of the. There we go. All right. I love it. I'm gonna pour some more while. you continue to ask your guests some questions.
2: One thing I wanted to ask you, Elise, is what is your philosophy on hospitality? So do you do a lot of entertaining in your home or is it something that you're mostly out on the town?
1: I'm mostly
3: out.
2: Yeah. I have
1: two Boston Terriers that are a lot of energy and I'm in a pretty small space. So I'm not necessarily in a space to be hosting, But that said, part of my background uh, at King 5 and prior to that at the magazine, I have thrown a lot of really large-scale events. Uh, The last one I think I did was 2019. I took over the Paramount Theater, and it was over 1,000 people. And so when I plan something like that, I do make sure, yes, there's going to be a full stocked open bar, because I know that's what a lot of people want. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to make sure there's a really good, alcohol free options that are not just water and coffee or seltzer water. Yeah. Like they get special drinks too. I love
2: that. Yeah. I love it. Cause I was thinking, you know, back in the day, and and I don't I'm always, you know, talking about I'm I'm a little bit out of touch now. I'm sort of coming out of this whole twenty years staying at home. So I feel like I'm I'm not really plugged into the latest trends, shall we say? And back in the day I feel like the perception was If you were to have people over, you were supposed to serve them. You know, you weren't supposed to do a buffet style something. You're supposed to, you know, be sitting down and have like plated serving going on. And I don't know if that's just old school or what, but at my house, we're like the total opposite. We're just like, it's like Sizzler at my house. It's all buffet, you know, for dinner time, for example, one kid doesn't like sauce. One kid doesn't like cheese. So we just set everything out. It's like Chipotle. You it's just grab your, style. Yeah, you grab well, you grab your plate and you just go down the line, put it, whatever you want on your plate and then you go sit down. It's kind of how we do it. And that's what I do with the drinks, too. Mm-hmm. I have like a coffee bar, and I don't serve alcohol in my home unless somebody brings it and they want that's what they want to drink, but I just have them take it with them and and people have all different comfort levels. I know that my sponsor has alcohol in her house and serves it and has no issue with that or that's fine, totally fine. But I'm just wondering, is there currently a perception that a help yourself is passe or not kind of um, taking care of your guest or being hospitable? Do you know? Or is it okay and no one really cares?
1: I don't know after the pandemic what thing what the Good rules point. are now, right? Good
2: point. Because do you want all the
1: people touching all the things? Right. I don't know that you do. Um, but do you want to make some kind of really fun punch that's got fruit in it and this, you know, a big pretty container with a spigot thing on it that people can pour out what they want? Um, I'm a self-serve gal myself. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I kind of have a rule of thumb that when I'm entertaining, I'll have things all out. And if you have been in my home before, then I'm like, it's like Olive Garden, your family. And so, you know, get what you want. You know where everything is. If you're new, I get you the first drink and now you're like family (laughs) (laughs) and it's all there. And I will at times have a signature drink and then I'll have like a whole, you know, I'll have coffee, I'll have sparkling waters and sodas and um, wine and that kind of thing. And then I typically because I don't want a full bar out, I'll make some kind of a signature cocktail, which in In the case, if if you're in recovery, it can be a mocktail. And so there's this signature drink that it's like, then everybody's drinking the same thing. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with everybody.
0: This will go great with your unlimited breadsticks. Right? (laughs) There
3: you go. Exactly. Because it's like Olive Garden. I'm coming to your house. I know. I mean, it's just an easy way. And then I don't have to, because that's expensive. And different people drink, drink different things. And also people's consumption level and frankly, the legalities of it. I don't need people over and by being in my home and then heading out.
2: So, Hitting the road. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So, you know, I'm like, I am I get to be in control then and a little bit more.
2: I like it. Okay. So is not passe. Well, except for COVID. That's always the asterisk, right? Well, right. Um, it's not passe to have people help themselves. I, I mean, I always like that. When I go to somebody else's house, I mean, I want to feel like we're on a level where if I open up the fridge and go digging through it for a Diet Coke, you're not going to, like, slap my hand. No. Yeah. Okay. okay. I,
3: I prefer it also. Because, yeah. Because, like, I'm somebody that I like a lot of ice Yeah. in my drink. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's my gin and tonic or if it's my Diet Coke or if it's my water. I like a lot of ice. And so if somebody makes me a cocktail – Or they get me a Diet Coke or they hand me a glass of water. I'm like, it's not enough ice. It's never enough ice. It's just not enough ice. Because, like, when the ice melts, it's second drink.
2: (laughs) Okay, quick question. What's your favorite kind of ice? Like, favorite shape? I'm so
1: glad you asked. Oh, favorite shape. Well, first of all, I had got the Cuisinart shaved ice, crushed ice machine. Oh jeez, Write it there we go Write we, it are, down. we are you not sponsored it. would be you
2: need it. I in have your it life. and it changed my life. That's why yeah. I took a breath like that. Yeah. I are sisters, yeah mm-hmm.
1: but I also am a really big fan of all the ice molds that have come out that are like the oh, those big, are cute. the yeah. round balls or the squares. I've got some Star Wars ones. I think I have some skull ones for Halloween. and I do enjoy those uh, because they're fun. To Instagram, and then they actually—you know—a big ice ball. It's going to take a while to melt.
3: Yeah. So I, well, you I can like those. Die, well. baby Yoda, green. I know. That's cute. Ooh. That's so cute. That is cute. Yeah,
0: oh, I don't goodness. know about a single
3: ice cube though. There is a baby Yoda recipe on my website. Yeah. Oh. I'll send you the link. Well, and remind people that are listening what what the website is.
1: Thesobercurator.com.
3: There you go. I mean, Mm -hmm. people need to know these things. Yes. Okay. We're going to take another really quick break. Uh, But the the latest one that we've tried is the Lemon lime Soda. This one is the Naturally Flavored Double Citrus Delight. Thoughts?
2: I like it better than the lemon.
3: Hmm. Agree. Than the citrus drop?
2: Yeah, the citrus drop. Excuse me.
3: Uh, This feels like a more flat Sprite.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely doing the, the Sprite slash 7-Up thing, and it does it okay. I wouldn't ever choose this over a Sprite or a 7-Up. <laughs> um, I feel like they've got the balance. I mean, it's just two flavors, lemon and lime, but they don't have the balance quite right in my estimation.
2: That's right, and it's, Eric.
0: It's maybe just over-egging the pudding on the lemon a little bit um, to my taste buds, but... Uh, you know, it's it's okay. These are all the big K ones from uh, Kroger,
2: from so, the Kroger, yeah, Yeah, the Kroger. Any of these sound
0: appealing? Drop by your uh, Fred Meyer or your QFC or your and you can Ralphs try them out. Enjoy. <laughs> see how see how
3: fun this is. I mean, you can try some sober pop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's literally <laughs> sober pop.
2: Exactly. Oh my gosh. But I it, would say that the the lemon thing is a theme. In these, I mean, you didn't catch those notes in the cola, but true, I feel like they are heavy handed with the lemon.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, after the break, we're going to try specialty flavors orange soda and cream vanilla cream. Can't wait! I can hardly wait. All right, we'll be right back with Eternally Amy and Amy Liz Harrison and her guest Elise Bryson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Eternally Amy. Before the break, we tried the third in a series of sodas, and I just poured some orange pop. But before we talk about the orange pop,
2: let's talk about Sober Pop. Yeah. Elise, would you be so kind as to tell us about Sober Pop? Which, P.S., I'm going to be on on Wednesday, and I'm so excited. Oh, I'm
1: so excited for you to be there. Ah. Sober Pop is a club that myself and some friends started on the Clubhouse app, which is an audio-only app. And I have to tell you, I love the Clubhouse app because it is audio only. So I don't have to worry about my ring light or my face or my hair. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of the best. Plus, you can listen along and do other things like fold laundry or walk the dogs. So we meet every Wednesday um, at six o'clock Pacific. And each week the topic changes. Um, We do sober comedy night once a month which is really fun except sometimes when it's not but most of the time it's really funny (laughs) uh we also just talk on different topics so we'll have a podcast theme or we'll have a quitlet theme uh or we'll have we've had non-alcoholic beverages companies come on and talk about their different brands and trends we have had we've talked about movies and tv shows We've talked about tips on how to go to concerts and events in sobriety because we knew a lot of people that were coming into the club were got sober during the pandemic. And so they might not know how they just need some some tried and true. Yeah, think, tips yeah. on navigating the real world. Right. You know, always have an exit strategy, yep. for example. Yep. So it's really fun place. And there's five moderators and uh, and none of us have ever met in person, which is cool. Uh, two are in New York, one is in Canada, uh, and another one is here in the Pacific Northwest. And um, we all just kind of found each other um, online uh, during the pandemic, and we're all pretty like-minded, and we we all love what each other are doing. Uh, a lot of them have podcasts or um, different types of businesses, but we really love shining a light on Sober business owners. Mm. So we've had clothing lines come on. We've had uh, other companies come on like Dope. Have you tried the edible cookie dough? No. Uh, It's Dope. I'll tell <laughs> you all about it later. Oh um, so it's just a, been really fun. It's just been a really fun. And we record the conversations. So then you can listen to them on Sober Pop, the playback on Anchor, Spotify, and now Apple.
2: Oh, my gosh. So fantastic. That's fun. And can I just say... You are exactly right. People just need some practical tips. And I love, I mean, they seem applicable to, you know, any levels of sobriety. It's just like, okay, what should I do when I arrive at a party and there is nothing there for those of us who don't drink? Or, you know, when I'm in this situation, what is, you know, I start feeling squirrely, what would you do? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of some hands-on things that people can try. Yeah.
3: Love it. I love the word squirrely. (laughs)
1: <laughs> sober squirrely Yeah. No, I don't know that that works. I don't
3: know. It doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't the, same have the same ring. Pop to it. it. Doesn't have the same pop, pop, pop. Yeah, exactly. The pop right. fizz. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and sober pop is really it's a continued playoff of pop culture. Uh, because I'm just, as you can tell by now, obsessed with all things pop culture. So um oh my God. it's fun, it's, it's playful, segue. and uh you should c- come by sometime. Up oh. swing by with your ears.
3: I mean, I I know that I will be. So, um, especially since Amy's going to be on this coming Wednesday, so yeah. that's amazing. Um, perfect segue because I'm going to ask some questions. Transitions. Ready? Get which eighty singer is never going to give you up? Rick Astley.
2: That's the one. Rick rolled. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, staying on the music topic, which rap group wrote a song about their Adidas trainers? Want to go? DMX.
1: No, Run DMC. Yeah, there run DMC. Know. Wrong letters. Run it's, DMC. Tricky to keep those <laughs> yeah. it's tricky. Close enough. Yeah, it's tricky. Enough. Fun um, fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, Took me a second. Three years ago, I I went to I, my costume was Run NBC. Because I work at Ah. King Five and the NBC, (laughs) so I was in my Adidas tracksuit. Run NBC.
3: That's amazing. I love it. I did not. I did not win the contest. No. No. Wow. I should have. What the That's a win, man. That's for off (laughs) off top. Okay. Speaking of uh, sober pop, which sugar-free soft drink was introduced in 1982? I can tell you it wasn't Tab. Eric knows. (laughs) You know?
0: One more time with the question.
3: Which sugar-free soft drink was introduced in
0: 1982? Uh, you know, I don't know, actually. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of the diet sodas, so. Oh, that's
1: right. Well, we know it wasn't Tab. so Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi. Diet Coke.
3: Hey! Hey! Love it. Hey, um, what's the name of the cat on the Smurfs? Gargamel. Osriel. Nice. And lastly, in the age of uh, millionaires um, traveling in random-shaped projectiles to random places, in 1987, which famous businessman set the record for the first hot air balloon crossing the Atlantic Ocean? Definitely no idea. No clue. Sir Mm -hmm. Richard Branson.
0: I was just going to say that. Oh,
3: that Mm. makes sense. Right? It seems like billionaires have been doing these nonsensical things.
2: For a long time mm.
0: well, that's how virgin atlantic got started I yeah. think.
2: there yeah. you go thanks hot All topic right. hot topic exactly. <laughs> we don't mention richard branson here yeah exactly so. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm just kidding um
3: so with that um remind people again your website if they want to learn more about you elise just head
1: on over to the sobercurator.com. And you can sign up for our email newsletter. I almost never send them out, so it's not an annoying newsletter at all because That's perfect. I send them randomly. They're like little surprises.
3: And I, I'm guessing they can find information about Sober Pop and where to find it and when. Everything is on the site. Yeah. Awesome. And then, Amy, if people want to learn more about you and your book, Eternally Expecting, and all the
2: other projects that you are doing, yep. where do they go? amylizharrison.com or at amylizharrison on Instagram. And Elise, thank you for coming today. Like I am so pumped that you are here. And I wrote down a little thing that I remembered that I heard somewhere, probably in a meeting, and it reminded. I just felt like it reminded me of of you and what you're working on. And it says, "I recover out loud so that those suffering in silence may be inspired and have hope." And you're inspiring people and bringing hope. So thank you.
0: Thank
3: you.
2: And fun. And what is always your parting words? Be kind, rewind,
3: and there you have it.